USA Wealth Group Inc. presents Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance and Pete Lance are your hosts for the next hour, talking retirement topics and having the retirement conversation for those at or nearing retirement. For more than 20 years, USA Wealth Group has been committed to helping families protect and grow their wealth. The conversation starts now. Welcome to Money Wise Radio. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise. I wonder how many people have had a good education in how to manage money, how to learn about money. Did a teacher teach you about money? Did you have a money course in school? Did you have a parent who taught you about money? Or if you're like most people, nobody taught you anything about money. You had to learn all about it for yourself. I can remember, for example, one of the first things I did to make money was I sold all-occasion greeting cards. I think it was a dollar and fifty cents a box of 12 cards. And I literally went door-to-door around my neighborhood and tried to sell all-occasion cards. And I got to keep 50 cents and send a dollar back to the company. And then they sent me a new box of cards. But most people don't learn about making money, saving money, investing money, how to run a checking account. Maybe a checking account's obsolete today. So today what we'd like to do is talk about financial literacy. How do you learn about money, investing, retirement planning, budgeting? How do you learn those things? Well, most of us don't have any kind of a good fundamental knowledge in those areas. So today we're going to make a stab at that and talk to you about some basic things that you need to learn about money. And more importantly, how can you teach some other people about money? So good Sunday morning to attorney Tenny Lance. Good morning, Tenny. Good morning. And did you say that this is money-wise? I don't think you did. You just got all excited about the subject and went right into it. Well, you're listening probably more closely than I am. So, Tenny, did your parents teach you about money, about saving money or not spending money? Or My father was very private and taught me virtually nothing. My mother never took care of any of the finances, so she knew nothing. So she had no. no education in money? Absolutely none. That's probably fairly common, isn't it, that one person in the household in a marriage situation often tends to manage the money and the other person doesn't have a clue about what's going on. So what about you, Peter Lance, Pete Lance? Good morning to you also. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. So you had jobs when you were younger, right? I did. I remember, I think you, Mom, had to go and file for a special work permit because I was 15 years old. I wasn't legally allowed to work yet. Right. You were um, boiling French fries at McDonald's, I think. Chicken nuggets and French fries and chicken patties at the McDonald's that is now the Honda dealership on Route 6. (laughs) And I was 15, and you used to let me ride my bicycle all the way from Gulf Hill all the way down Tucker Road and up Route 6. And I'm thinking I would never let my kids do that nowadays, but it was more common back then. Hmm. And did you smell like a French fry at the end of the day, at the end of your work schedule? I absolutely did. I'm sure I smelled of grease and fry later stuff, and I probably ate about 20 chicken nuggets every work shift. <laughs> I, I, I was not supposed to. <laughs> I don't think you stayed at that job long. <laughs> no, I probably lasted three or four months before I went to Friendly's on Dartmouth Street. That is no longer there. Hasn't been there for a while. I miss that location. Makes you feel old, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Both that's been of them gone. gone. For, that's been gone for 15 years, probably. <laughs> so, did those companies leaving have anything to do with the fact that you worked there? No, because it was many, many years later that they both shut down, but thank you. Oh, okay. I was just checking. We have to ask those questions once in a while. I remember I was so excited to be leaving McDonald's and working as a real cook at Friendly's until I showed up for my first day in the person who was supposed to be training there who had worked there for years called out sick and they just put a literal uh, Rolodex of how to cook stuff in front of me and said, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember that. Oh, well, the poor people who ate there that day, maybe uh-huh. maybe it was why they shut down. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not so much interested in work experience and what your first jobs were. I can talk about that too. But what do you do with your money and how did you learn to spend your money or save your money or open up an account. Did you ha- ever have an account in school, Pete? Uh, no, well, I had a checking account, yeah, as soon as I was 18. And I got a credit card as soon as I was 18. That's, uh, you know, you talked right at the top of the show. I thought you were going to do the whole show by yourself at first. And uh, 
No, unfortunately, there's a real problem with this country in particular about no education about how to deal with money and finances. Mm, there is. They have to teach it in school. When you first get to college, for those of you who went to college or have kids or grandkids who might be going to college, it's not quite as popular as it was even five or ten years ago. More people are going towards trades. But you may not, may not know this or remember it, but the entire entrance to the colleges is full of tables of people trying to get you to open up different accounts with them. Many of them are credit card companies. And most of these kids are, you know, still very young. They're maybe 18 and legally an adult and legally able to get a credit card, but they're really immature and young and don't know what they're doing, most of them. So so that's designed to teach kids how to spend money, isn't it? Not yep. to save money. Yep, exactly. So it's always easy to spend money. Uh, that's what advertising on radio and television and computers is all about. There's all kinds of ways you can learn to spend money, but how many ways can you find, how many opportunities exist to show people how to make money and save money. So our financial tip number one today is going to be on making your finances a top priority. So every year there's a financial literacy month. I'm not even sure what month it is, but basically it's to help households across the United States understand and prioritize your finances. If you don't think finances are important, then you're not going to be as successful as you could. You're not going to have the kind of retirement that you could. But making your finances a top priority is absolutely one of the best ways to make sure you're not going to run out of money, but you're also going to improve your financial literacy. We've got a lot of information here at our office that we're happy to share with you. And uh, anytime you want information, give us a call at uh, 508-998-8858. April is Financial Literacy Month, which I didn't even know was a thing, but I guess that there's a month for every single thing out there. Right. See, that's the power of having a cell phone in your hands and you can look up anything really quickly. It was established <laughs> in the U.S. in 2004 and I've never heard about it until now, 17 years later. Hmm. But I think that it's incredibly important for women in particular to be financially aware and responsible because more and more they are running the finances of this country and of their own family. So it's really important, all you ladies out there, to become familiar with financial terms, understand checkbooks and how to check on them with your monthly statements. Don't just throw the statements away when they come in and so forth. Well, that's what most people do. And it is important because there are a lot more women who are either taking control of the finances uh, or at least being much more involved, whereas it was a much more sexist and antiquated way back um, you know in the day as you said mom your father didn't teach your mother about anything when it came to finances and we see that more often than often more often than not I should say with our older clients it was um, amazing to me when my dad died that I had to take over doing everything for my mother because she didn't know how to do any of it and again we see that very often with older clients, more often than not, it's going to be the husband that passes away first. And if he has not involved his wife with how to handle the finances or any aspect of it at all, then she's not going to have a clue. And we have to sort of do some handholding and go through a budget and bills and everything else with um, these people who are totally lost, never had to do any of it. Well, in our office, we have a budget form and we've offered that for years and we will offer it again today. Everything starts with a financial plan, but the basis of the financial plan is you have to have a budget. If you don't know what's coming in and what's going out, how can you possibly plan? I met with somebody just recently who's been on a new job for three years, and I said, do they have any kind of a 401k or retirement savings plan? And she said, yes, but I've never signed up for it. And I said, why not? Well, I didn't think it was going to make any difference because I'm going to retire in three or four years. And I said, it'll make a big difference even starting right now. I said, when you go back to work tomorrow, make sure that you find out about how to start contributing to your 401k plan. It's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, and uh, when I was an exclusive agent with Horace Mann, gosh, 2013 to 2015, I think it was, I would meet with some teachers and I would set up a 401k for them. And they were 23, 24 years old. It was only a couple of them. And I just kept telling them, you know, I see all these people who are, 
getting close to retiring and they don't have nearly enough retirement assets, what you're doing now at 23, 24 years old is absolutely huge and you're going to be so much better off than any of your peers when you are in your 50s and 60s and ready to retire. But it starts with a budget. So we've got a couple of good budget forms. They're free. There's no obligation. Go into uh, info at USA Wealth Group. It sends us an email, uh, info at usawealthgroup.com, or give us a call at 508-998-8858. Visit our website. Can you give out the website address? Uh, the website is just usawealthgroup.com. Okay. There's lots of useful information on that. For example, we just recently recorded and uploaded to our website sort of a summary version of Social Security that would be really helpful for most people to take a look at. Uh, Most people get that wrong. But the budget form is critical. It's the starting point for everything. It shows income coming in. It shows all the expenses going out. Once in a great while, maybe 2 or 3% of the people I see will actually do it on their own little spreadsheet in their computer. But most people don't. No, most people don't balance their checkbooks anymore. Uh, very few people even write checks anymore, at least you know my age. It's become much more difficult than it was back before the, you know, the real age of technology and especially smartphones where you know, people used to only use cash or write a check for things. So they had a much better understanding of what was going out every month. And now it's just so much more difficult because you, know, you can pay for anything and everything with your smartphone with, you know, I've got a, a more recent debit card that you don't even have to insert it into the credit card, debit card machine anymore. You can just tap it on the on the top and it will just say approved, boom. And, you know, it's for every little purchase, a $2 coffee, a, you know. That's probably that annoying ad they have on television that goes ping, ping. <laughs> and the next person saying, what's he doing? He's ping, ping. You want to shut the TV off. Most of the ads are annoying. (laughs) Well, we're going to take a short break and come right back. And when we do, we're going to be talking about setting financial goals. And we're going to be talking about setting smart goals, smart financial goals. So stay tuned. We will be right back and talk about how you can set smart goals. You're listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, hosted by Ray Lance and Pete Lance. If you have questions about retirement, call today, 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858 for a consultation or a second opinion on your current retirement plan. 508-998-8858. And now, back to Money Wise with the Money Guys. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Money Wise, brought to you every Sunday morning at this hour, and thank you for being here. Uh, this morning, besides myself, Ray Lance, we're joined with Pete Lance, and Pete is an investment advisor representative as well. You handle a lot of financial and money management transactions, don't you, Pete? I do. I do brokerage accounts and you know anything that's securities related as well, uh, on top of everything, you know, fixed investments. And attorney Tenny Lance is with us this morning. So we've got the whole Lance Pants family. <laughs> so we're doing the top 30 um, financial tips, one of 30. And we haven't even gotten to number two yet and we're on our second segment. So well, we'll have this. Well, it is because tip two is essentially do your budget, know what your income and expenses are and what your debts are and try to understand your insurance. We'll help you fill it out if you don't know how to fill it out, but it's fairly straightforward. Just track what you're spending. I've and said for many, many years uh, that I, I just feel like this country is really doing a disservice to its future uh, and not having an education program set up to talk about finances and how to balance a checkbook and really what's, you know, the, the deep inner workings of credit card companies and why they make so much money off of people and how to use credit wisely, how to build your credit score, the value of a dollar, the, uh, the dangers and perils of inflation and why you, know, you don't want to just have your money sit in a bank account, how to you know, just do the basics of investing and saving. And I don't understand why the Department of Education has not implemented some sort of national program. Starting in elementary school, 
possibly, you know, I mean, even kindergarten, just a simple little implementing mm. of, hey, here's money and here's why it's important. I just don't understand why they have never done anything to make this country smarter financially. The other thing that's that's tough about the country, I think, is that kids grow up uh, sort of expecting to be able to get things without earning them. I can remember being 14 and being a kitchen aide in the summer at a summer camp so I could buy some clothes for the fall because I wasn't going to get those clothes otherwise. Well, other than a, you know, a vacation, um, I don't get anything from my kids other than, you know, something very small here and there as a little surprise. If they ask for something when I'm out of the store, I say no, unless you have the money. And, you know, my middle child is 15 now and he really likes sneakers and, you know, he says, can I get this pair of sneakers? And I'll say, how much money do you have? And if it's not enough, then I won't get them. I'll say, I have work for you to do if you want. Yep. Well, you have to teach financial goals. Well, let me come back to this concept of setting some goals. So we know that it's important to be financially literate. We know it's important to have a budget. But don't you need to have some goals also? Don't you need to decide, well, I want to retire when I'm 62 or when I'm 65? Or I want to make sure that I can live debt-free. I want to be able to buy a house, so I want to save money for a down payment. And we'll be doing a show in the next couple of weeks on how to buy and how to sell a house successfully. But SMART goals is simply uh, SMART, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timely. SMART goals, that's what SMART stands for. It's been a long, long time since we had a, a show on goals, but... We've talked about having short-term goals and long-term goals. Uh, you must make both because you have to have short-term goals in order to, you know, have the long-term goals, you know, more attainable, more realistic. Because okay, if that's you a don't, good idea. If you set a long-term goal that you know I want to make a million dollars in the next ten years and buy this, you know, great house on the water. Okay, great. Well, where do you start? You have to start with small-term goals. I'm going to wake up an hour earlier and, you know, do this. I'm going to get a, a part-time job working on the weekends. I'm going to do something to start getting to that goal. So you have to have short and long-term goals, otherwise you're never going to... So let's follow up on that for just a minute. If we're talking about long-term goals, we're talking about, I really want to buy a house. Well, you can't just say, I'm going to wake up today, I'm going to go buy a house. You have to have some money for a down payment, don't you? And you have to improve your credit and your credit score in order to qualify for interest for financing to buy a house. And maybe you have to have a job that has a certain amount of income to be able to afford a mortgage. So those are sort of long-term goals to buy a house. And one of the other really important long-term goals that we focus on a lot here is, do you have enough money to retire? How many times have each of us heard uh, from our clients, I hope I have enough money to retire. Do I have enough money to retire? Can I afford to retire? We get people that ask us that all the time. That's the number one goal that we, or the number one question that we, that we have, is uh, people saying, "Can I retire? When can I retire?" Um, Mom, I was going to have you not say anything because I was wondering how long it would take Dad to realize that he hasn't done one quote. It's been like almost ten years of doing these shows, and he always has quotes in every segment, and he hasn't done one yet. I kind of feel like I'm in the twilight zone, and I'm sort of visualizing, you know, listeners at home oh. shaking and sweating, like, when, when is he going? When is he going to give the first quote? When, when, when is it going to come? That's what well, people listen it's, for. It's, it's 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 because I can't get a word in edgewise, Pete, this morning. So, take a deep breath, and I'll give you a quote. I don't care about them, but you know the audience is craving them. So, who said this quote? A very famous person, more than two hundred years ago. Never spend your money before you have earned it. Robin yeah. Williams. Thomas, no, not... Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson said this. Never spend your money before you have earned it. And so we live in a spending economy today, don't we? People want instant gratification. They want to be able to go out and buy things right away. Television says, of course you can buy a car. You can buy this fancy car if you want. Well, it started back in the late 80s with the uh, QVC, the Home Shopping Network, and people being able to just watch something Friday night, you know, have a, have a pizza and a couple of beers and call and order stuff and have it sent to you in the next seven to 10 business days. <laughs> now people get upset if they don't get their Amazon package in two days and Amazon is actually pumping up their infrastructure and gonna have warehouses all over the place so you can get stuff on the same day coming soon to your doorstep, which is just nuts. Yeah, it's like buying underwear. I mean, how many 
pair of fancy underwears do you need to have? What's that company that sells? Depends on whether you're single or not. That's I'm true. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I missed how that ties together. I, I don't understand it either. Like, well, we have a spending economy. I, I, mean, I don't know. I don't think I want to know about your fancy underwear, though. No, no. We have whole stores with something, some kind of a secret store. It's called. Victoria. Victoria's Secret. Why do you have to have a Victoria's Secret store? How many pieces of fancy underwear do you need to have in this world, I would think? I don't know. Um, well, Back to quotes. Brianna's sitting in the corner blushing. The, tr- the train just derailed. and. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we do live in a spending economy, don't we? We don't have a savings economy. The average person, 50% of the population in this country couldn't put their hands on $400 if they had to. Well, and financial tip six is live within your means related to what you were just saying. And it's sort of an old-fashioned standard, isn't it? That's what we were told growing up. Don't spend, don't go out and buy something if you don't have the money to afford it. So let's talk quickly about a short-term goal, Pete. How about a short-term goal of... If you want to make money and save money, why don't you pay off your credit card debt? Why don't you pay down some debt that you have and get out of debt and not be paying interest to somebody else who's making money? Well, a short-term goal would be absolutely. Uh, instead of making your credit card payment monthly and just paying the minimum, figure out what your monthly payment is. Say it's $100. How about every single time you get paid every Friday, you pay $35 towards your credit card, and that's going to be more than the minimum at the month end. And... Also, pay yourself $25 and put it in to some type of an investment vehicle. Sure, pay yourself first. So that's 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 what financial tip number eight is, is to automate or get regular about making your contributions. Yeah, so if you have automatic payments set up to your credit card to have $35 a week taken out and $25 a week auto-deducted and put into uh, some type of an IRA uh, that you can, you know, do with me with a brokerage account then that's $60 a week, and the first couple of weeks you might be like, oh, I can't do this, and then all of a sudden you're just going to totally forget about it, and it's going to become totally you know, out of, out of thought, and you'll figure out how to live without that extra $60 every week. Yep. So a guy named James Frick once said, don't tell me what your priorities are. Show me where you spend your money, and I'll tell you what they are. The same thing is true for goals. If you're not putting money aside for retirement, if you're not putting money aside to save money for a down payment on a house, then that's not a that's not a real important priority for you, is it? You have to be able to do those things. No, and financial tip number nine is pay attention to fees, which I think almost no one does. No, they don't. In fact, I'm I met with a fellow yesterday who did not really have any idea. He had built up something like twelve thousand or something owed on his Visa card. And he had no idea what the fee levels were. And I said, well, they're probably somewhere between 20 and 30%. Yeah, probably closer to 30%. He said, oh, my gosh, he didn't know that. So know what fees you're paying in order to borrow, which is essentially what you're doing with credit cards. Yeah, and know what you're earning as well. I had a gentleman in this past week as well. He had a CD maturing. It wasn't a huge amount of money. It was $5,000, but his current rate of interest was 0.9%. That is a little bit less than 1% interest. And he said he wanted to do something different and not put it back into a CD. But he only had 10 days, otherwise it would automatically roll over into the new CD at his bank. So think about that when you're looking at your CDs that might be maturing, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't take action on it, it's going to roll into something. So I, I said to him, let me just finish this one little story. I said... So if it's going to roll over into a new CD, and you don't have to do anything, it'll just be done automatically, what's the interest rate going to pay you now if you were earning 0.9%? It's going to be 0.2%, two-tenths of 1% interest on a CD. And Crazy. We have done this you know, here and there. It doesn't always make sense, but if somebody has a CD that is earning really nothing, then it might be worth it to take that very minor penalty from the uh, bank and cashing in the CD early and getting it into something that's going to earn you a lot more. Um, but absolutely make sure that if you have any CDs that are going to be uh, coming up on their maturity date anytime soon, take a look at what the renewal rate is going to be because right now it's going to be 
ridiculously low, like you just said, 0.2%, when inflation right now is 5.3%, you're actually earning over five, you're, you're losing, I should say, over 5% of your money uh, because of the rate of inflation. Well, save some money. So your tip of automating some things, have money come out of your paycheck automatically and go into a savings account or a retirement account. If you automate your savings, then you're going to start to accumulate money. We're going to take a short break and come right back, and we're going to talk about some other financial tips and financial education rules. We're going to talk about the rule of 72. How long does it take to double your money? Stay tuned, and we will be right back. This is Money Wise Radio with Ray and Pete Lance, powered by the USA Wealth Group. Collectively, more than 80 years of experience helping clients define and plan for their retirement goals. To begin a retirement consultation, call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pete Lance. And then we have attorney Tenny Lance. Tenny is very informed and adept at helping people plan their financial uh, legal documents, your will, your trust, your power of attorney, your healthcare proxy, and those things. Tenny, how can somebody reach you if they've not done their estate plan? We would be happy to talk with them at 508-998-8800 or send us an email at Lance Law Inc. at AOL.com. Well, let's come back to the rule of 72. And there's two rules of 72. One of our tips for uh, managing money better. One is implement the 72 hour rule. And basically, that says if you're really thinking about spending something, don't just buy something on impulse. Think about it for a while, put it on pause, and if you can wait 72 hours and not have a burning urge or need to buy this item, then maybe you didn't need to spend the money on that. Well, I've said that before, but it was just to not buy it right then and there, but wait until the next day. Just give it one night's sleep even is you know, probably enough time for you to realize whether it's something that you really need. There are too many temptations. So um, money doubles uh, according to the rule of 72 in roughly 10 years if you're making about 7%. So if you're making 7% return on your money in about 10 years, these are just rough rough numbers, your money will double. But if you're making much less in interest, if you're making a half a percent interest, it'll take you about 144 years for your money to double. Think about that when you're looking at money in various accounts that you're earning. And there are so many things you can do differently. We're happy to help. So what you basically just said is if you have money in a CD right now, it's going to take about 140 years to double your money. Whereas if you had it in something that was earning roughly 7%, uh, 7.2%, it would double in 10 years. Yep. So think about how powerful that is if you're, you know, if you have money in CDs and you're really thinking about what that's doing for you or not doing for you. Well, uh, to get rich, you have to be making money while you're asleep, according to a gentleman named David Bailey. So you have to have money in a place where it's going to earn money for you. And most people don't have uh, really good, strong ideas about how they're going to do that. How about finding somebody that you can report to about what's your specific plan? Is it a spouse? Is it somebody that you have confidence in? Is it somebody you have a relationship with? And somebody who will bring you up short if, in fact, you haven't kept to your plan. Somebody who's going to watch out for you. That's tip 12, find an accountability partner. Yep. How about getting a part-time job? That's another way to increase your earnings. So maybe you have a basic job, but maybe you want to have a part-time job as well and use that money to put aside for savings or stashing it into a rainy day fund or an emergency fund. I wonder how many people listening today have an emergency fund. That's one of the famous tips of Susie Orman, for example. If you don't have enough money to survive for a couple of weeks, how do you survive if you get laid off? Well, the next tip is sort of what you were just talking about, which is, you know, can you make money while you're sleeping or how can you increase your earnings? What can you possibly do about, you know, trying to get a raise, getting a side hustle, part-time job, trying to figure out something 
somehow to earn more money. And when you earn more money, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be spending more money. You know, if you're if all of a sudden you're making an extra even five thousand dollars a year, maybe you set aside twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars a year towards your retirement and spend the rest and enjoy that. I don't know, but you shouldn't, you know, take all of those extra earnings and put it into spending and at least half of it should go to savings and, and investing. Well, we are a big proponent of having an emergency fund also. I've always thought that was a good idea, even before I knew the name, uh, Susie Orman. Mark Twain once said, the lack of money is the root of all evil. Um, you've heard the love of money is the root of all evil, but he said the lack of money is the root of all evil. If you don't have money you can put your hands on, then you always feel under stress and pressure. So you just talked about an emergency fund. You absolutely should have at least three to six months worth of take-home uh, income to protect yourself should anything happen to you, uh, losing a job, you know, something that comes up, your car breaks down, you don't have the money to repair. The repair economy it. gets screwed up by COVID, yep. whatever. I wonder how many people can have any real idea of what they're worth, what's their total net worth. Um, how many times have you had clients come in, Tenny, with their intake sheets filled out, showing what their assets are, but then when they look at the bottom line, they didn't get to total it? Yeah, they they rarely total it. And when I tell, total it and tell them that, my goodness, you're a millionaire, they look at me with quizzical eyes saying, I can't be, it, it's not possible. But more and more easily these days, people are becoming millionaires partly because of the investment in their home, partly because they've been good at work and put aside uh, 401ks or 403bs or built up their IRA fund or whatever. So yes, you too can be a millionaire. In fact, it's probably not as uncommon as you think. And that's a good point is uh, most people uh, that we meet with now do have a million dollar estate and the big reason for that is because uh, the value of their real estate. Well if you have a house and you've got equity in your house and you have a life insurance policy perhaps and then maybe you've got a retirement account then you've got some money in savings or whatever when you start to add all those things up it can often add up to that much. And that brings us to this financial tip 17 about track your net worth. One thing that, that is the first thing we do when we meet with clients is to sit down and go over their asset sheet, try to figure out what they are worth, where they have assets, how they're invested, and so forth. And people just don't pay attention. It's quite amazing to me. Well, it is to me as well. It's also amazing to me that so few people do their estate plan and real, don't realize or don't remember that the government has a plan for them if they don't make a plan for themselves. But I see people sometimes that do have assets and resources and yet have done nothing for planning. Right. Yeah, many people uh, have done nothing for planning, not even a simple will, uh, don't really have any idea. Mom, you talked at the very top of the show about how most people just look at their statement and just shove it in a drawer. Um, throw it away. Or throw it away. Uh, they might look and say, oh, gee, it went up this quarter, you know, or went down this quarter, but they don't even know what percentage. They don't know what fees they're paying. They don't know what it's invested in. They don't know what it's investing in. Nine times out of 10, the people that we meet, meet with don't have a clue about their IRA, their Roth IRA, their 401k, their 403b, anything. They, their pension, they don't know what it's investing in invested in. They don't know what it's really earning. They don't really know what the fees are. They just sort of... They don't know whether it's safe or secure. And that's very, very common. So have us review and we can give you an idea about, uh, you know, if you're in a good position or if you should possibly move some things around and, and change some strategies, especially because most people haven't been asked really effectively what their risk tolerance is, whether they you know, whether their mindset is more of a conservative nature and they would rather see more modest gains and, and set the risk aside and get their risk off the table in case another 2008 into 2009 happens, or if they're willing to, you know, have a little bit more risk on the table for some potentially higher gains. Well, Woody Allen once said, money is better than poverty, if only for financial reasons. Did you ever hear of Senator Robert Byrd? He was a very famous U.S. senator yes, he died in, in the Midwest. Short time ago. He once said, it is money, 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 not ideas, not principles, 
but money that reigns supreme in American politics. I'd like to go back to something that Peter was talking about and remind people that we are really not judgmental here. And if you don't know exactly what you have or where it's invested or what the fees are, don't berate yourself and don't avoid coming to see us because you're embarrassed. We have lots and lots of folks in that kind of situation, and we don't make fun of them. We try to help them. Oh, yeah, we're, that's our goal. We're, we're really pretty nice folk. Our goal is really very simple. It's to help protect you and to protect your family. And we can make suggestions in every single case that we meet with and how you could do better. And most people, nine times out of ten, can do much better than what they're doing now, especially if there's money in the bank and CDs are just sitting there wasting away. And again, nine times out of ten, as you just said, Mom, most of the people that we meet with don't have a clue as to really what they're invested in, what they're earning, what the fees are. And we do not charge to ever sit down with myself or my father, and often my father and I will meet together to sort of put two brains together. Um, sometimes that's not always effective, but... <laughs> and oh, well, we Mom, try. Mom, you don't charge for an initial consultation, and a lot of people are surprised by that. They come in or they're hesitant to come in because they think that they're going to have to pay a fee to just to meet with us, and that's not the case. And sometimes we'll finish up an appointment, people will go and they say, what do I owe you? And we say, no, we don't, you know, you don't, you know, we don't charge anything, you don't owe us anything, and they're really surprised. Well, I, I was an English major in college, and one of the famous novels that I read was called Fathers and Sons. And I read it because I thought it was a murder mystery at first, but it, 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 uh, it turned out not to be. Did you ever think about that, Pete? No. No, you, you just took that train and went on the other side of the track and derailed on that side, too. Um, okay. Well, let me come back to some very important points. You know, the other thing I find a lot, Tenny, and I'm sure you do when you're doing somebody's estate plan, is there is no such thing as a normal family. Every single family has issues and problems, don't they? Very rarely do we see people who have two perfect children and two perfect parents. Yeah, take our family, for example. No, wait a minute. I didn't mean it that way. Uh, I love you, Pete. Yeah. Yes, families are all different. (laughs) They are. You know, I had a case just this past week, and and, um, one of the things I like to ask sometimes is, uh, do your children get along with each other? Right. And, and do you get along with them? Do you get them? along with your oh. children? And it's amazing how many times, you know, one out of five times, I'll I'll find a situation where they say, I haven't talked to my daughter in three years. I don't know what the problem is, but we just haven't spoken in three years. So don't be embarrassed to talk about it. We'll, we'll talk about solutions. We're going to come back in a minute and uh, finish up with our last segment and talking about Uh, money and financial literacy and some financial tips. Stay tuned. Call 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. This is Money Wise Radio. Money Wise is in many places. If you missed a minute of the show or want to listen to past episodes of Money Wise, go online to usawealthgroup.com and click on the radio page. That's usawealthgroup.com. This is Money Wise Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you're having a little fun this morning. Maybe you're learning something. Financial literacy is so very important. If you don't know about money at all, you're never going to be making money. If you, you know, you're not going to make money hitting the lottery. So, Peter, you said we maybe skipped over something you were going to talk about. What was that? Yeah, I'll get to that in just a second. Okay. I, I've said this multiple times before too, and I don't know when we're going to have the time to do this, but we really need to sit down and come up with our own little 10-minute videos at most for you know elementary school children and. Uh, junior high school children that makes it fun and goofy and silly but teaches money lessons at the same time. We've talked about that forever and we've got to find the time to carve out some well, we time to have do an, that. We actually have an outline we're working on that right now so that will be in our future. Um, and yeah. it, go ahead. You have a quote or? 
No, I was just going to say another special tip. Oh, okay. Well, the one tip that uh, we went over, it's sort of involved um, with the budget that we talked about at the very beginning, which is shop around for your insurance. If your insurance is coming up for a renewal, uh, we've talked about this. You're all very well aware that we have a home and auto and commercial uh, uh, company here at the office. Uh, Cheryl and Deb are the primary people um, who work there in the day-to-day operations. And they can save money with an apples-to-apples quote. It's not going to cost you anything uh, to check it out and see what they can do for you. Um, it's no hassle. There's no pressure. They'll just tell you, you know, plain as, as it is about your policy and whether it's good or not and whether they can save you money. Um, reach out and give them a call. But also, when you come in and you do your budget, which my father talked about as being one of the most important things and definitely an important first step towards you know creating your financial plan, when we go over your budget with you, oftentimes if we see something that seems abnormally high, we will say, you really need to call the cable company or your cell phone provider uh, or you know whatever and say see if you can lower your bill. Do you really need this extra service? Do you really need it's, it's so easy to do nowadays with Netflix and Hulu and uh, Amazon Video and, and so many subscription-based services, never mind your cable and everything else. We will help you w- when you sit down with us and let us see your budget. Uh, try to figure out how we can save you money monthly, which adds up to retirement savings. Well, uh, let's go on with a couple of tips. And uh, as we come to the end of our show, We've already talked about pay yourself first. Uh, here's a really important one. We mentioned it briefly. You got to do something about your credit cards. Don't just pay the minimum. We've used this before and told you this before. It takes 17 to 18 years to pay off a credit card if you only pay the minimum amount due every month. So always pay something more than the minimum. Get rid of the cards. It's your most costly thing that you're spending money on. And as Tenny said earlier, you're spending typically between 20 and 30%. So pay off your credit cards, but plan your estate. Do you know that your family's gonna lose a lot of money if you don't do estate planning? You're gonna spend extra money that you don't need to on legal fees, you're gonna spend money on court fees and filing fees, and if you do proper estate planning, you're gonna leave more of what you've worked for for your family. I was just gonna say, I think what's written in this financial tip 23 about planning your estate it's never too early to plan your estate. That is so true. We see people mostly, unfortunately, when they are in their 60s or 70s or even 80s, um, which, is, which is great. We're glad that they're doing their estate plan. But people in their 30s, 40s, 50s need to begin thinking about having documents in place. Yep, that's very important. Uh, this is another tip that you know a lot of people don't think of but it's so much more important nowadays to try to think of is don't keep up with the joneses i mean i don't know when that saying became a thing but it's you know most people realize that it's basically looking at your neighbors and seeing them put an addition on your house on their house and thinking gosh we really need to put an addition on our house or seeing them come home with a brand new car and thinking my car is already three years old i really need a new car Um, It's so much worse nowadays because of social media. So if you're on Instagram or especially Facebook and you see people traveling to, you know, uh, Australia on this great whirlwind trip or on a cruise or going to this show and that show or, you know, doing a kitchen remodel, it's just so much worse nowadays to try to get that out of your head and focus on your own happiness and not feel like you need to do everything that all of your friends are doing on social media. So have a goal, work towards the goal, save the money, then spend the money. Thomas Tusser once said, a fool and his money are soon parted. I think everybody has heard that one before. Yes. Yep. But it's true. Um, and uh, Bob Hope once said, a bank is a place that will lend you money if you can prove that you don't need it. That's true, isn't it? Bob Hope was a saint for what he did. Yes, Yes. he did. He did some amazing things for veterans. How about life insurance? Life insurance is something that people overlook all the time. So look into life insurance quotations. Life insurance is huge. I can't tell you how many people need it and don't have it. can't tell you how many people say, I wish I had gotten life insurance. Uh, Now it's too late. And now you leave your family with the burden of 
you know, paying for your funeral expenses, never mind any other debt that, you know, they might have to try to figure out. Yeah, on a very small scale, you should at least have a life insurance to pay for your funeral. What if you have a house with a mortgage on it? Shouldn't you have a... Uh, a life insurance policy to pay off the mortgage if something happens to you? Absolutely. You're, you're, it's not just the husband, it's also the wife, right? Yep. You're totally really putting your your loved ones, especially your kids and your spouse, in a, a horrible place if you don't have insurance. And think about what a gift it is if you at least have enough to pay for your funeral and, and some other expenses. $25,000 tax-free. There's no tax that goes to the beneficiary. And they get the money probably it's almost always within a week because when somebody passes away the insurance companies are very quick to pay out they understand it's a horrible situation so they they process the claims very quickly and then it's just one less thing that the family has to deal with you know they're already dealing with so much grief at least they can say well now i've got 25 grand i don't have to worry about where i'm going to come up with the money to to bury mom or dad or whoever it's also a nice legacy to leave people for short money you can buy life insurance to benefit somebody and uh, they would be very grateful and if you're a parent or a grandparent and you've got a child who has a house and they've got a mortgage on it instead of just giving them money why don't you take out a life insurance policy or help them take out a life insurance policy so that if something god forbid happens to your child their mortgage is paid off yeah and uh, another thing is Get a term policy if you have young children. If you can't afford a larger whole life policy, get a term policy to at least protect your kids until they are 22, 23, and able to go out and make it on their own. Term policies are much less expensive than a whole life policy. Did you ever hear the expression money talks, Pete? I have, yep. So a guy named Richard Armour once said, that money talks, I'll not deny. I heard it once, it said goodbye. That's poetry. That's my poetic quote for today. You got mom laughing at least. Yeah. <laughs> I laugh. She at laughs everything. at all my stupid <laughs> jokes. Another important tip is if you're still in the workforce or if your children or grandchildren are in the workforce, make sure you talk to them about maxing out their 401k contributions to at least uh, meet what the company is matching. If you're not, you know, if you're not contributing at least enough to. Um, cover the match that your company is offering, then you're doing a huge disservice. Definitely. Um, so I'm going to pick on you for one last quick little example, Pete. Um, you've got a house. It has a mortgage on it. You've got three children. They all need to be educated, and that costs money. But if something happens to you, there's a life insurance policy on your life that will pay off your mortgage and will provide enough money to educate all your kids. And it's very affordable. But the same policy is also on your wife, because life is hazard. We don't know when things happen. If something happened to her, same thing would happen. The mortgage would be paid off, and there would be enough money to educate the kids. So take a look at life insurance policy, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's really important, and it can be affordable. It doesn't have to be expensive insurance, but have something to pay off your mortgage at a minimum. We'll help you do that. Give us a call at 508-998-8858. So how do we revisit a plan? We, we not only need to learn more about money, we need to learn about what we're doing with it. We need to learn what's our budget, how much can we really truly afford to spend. And then you need to write things down, don't you? You need to write things down and have a plan. Ben Franklin once said, a penny saved is a penny earned. Tenny, do you pick up pennies on the sidewalk or the... Driveway? Absolutely. Yeah, I yeah. found a quarter last week, and I thought I was going to be <laughs> ecstatic. I was happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always find, whenever you find money on the street, you always feel happy about it, don't you? What's, what's the most money you've ever found? I found a $10 bill once. Your life sounds really exhilarating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get happy about simple things. We grew up in a different time than you did, Pete. We grew up in an old school. Today, you look at your phone and you immediately put something on your debit card and it's too easy to spend money today isn't it so learn what you're doing but i like financial tip 29 stay active and healthy yeah that's true that's a really good tip don't hibernate don't eat poorly all those bad things that's a good financial tip because when your health goes downhill you spend a ton of money on 
doctors and medicines and everything else. Dentists. Yeah. Buy soft apples for your <laughs> for your spouse. Don't buy hard apples for your spouse. Plus, if you're active and healthy, and you know, you're going to save a lot of money on your health insurance and your life insurance. Um, so, if, just as an example, I had somebody who told me that they were no tobacco user, that they had quit and got them a life insurance quote. It was very reasonable. They got tested and they, it turns out that they must have smoked a cigarette in the last 48 hours, tested positive for tobacco and their policy was five times as much and they couldn't afford it. <laughs> mm. I didn't know about that. That's very interesting. Huh. Well, we're here to help you. We're here to protect you. We're here to protect your family. Thank you very much for listening to MoneyWise Radio. Remember that none of us can be an expert at everything we do. So let the professionals at USA Wealth Group or Lance Law Inc. help you and protect your family and protect your money. Do a budget and stay healthy and listen again next Sunday morning. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to Money Wise with the Money Guys, Ray Lance and Pete Lance, powered by USA Wealth Group, Inc. If you have questions about retirement, call today. 508-998-8858. That's 508-998-8858. MoneyWise is also online. Go to usawealthgroup.com. That's usawealthgroup.com. Firm offers insurance services. USA Wealth Group Inc. is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and USA Wealth Group Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. USA Wealth Group Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by USA Wealth Group Inc. USA Wealth Group Inc. has a strategic partnership with tax professionals and attorneys who can provide legal advice. Lance Law Inc. is not affiliated with USA Wealth Group Inc. or AE Wealth Management. This radio show is a paid placement.